though I don't see us going back to the days of sword and shield. Um, I do, given the current threat of state-sponsored surveillance, uh, the ability to censor and cancel, um, or the simple ability to flip a switch and turn it off, right? EMPs, uh, nuclear, you know, depending on how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go, you could go as far as a nuclear strike. You could look at the fact that Joe Biden said, what will your AR do against an F-15? Um, or the, 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 the potential for the social media bill coming out of the EU that will further tie the hands of social media companies to restricting uh, misinformation and hate speech. So I have a quote I want to share with you today, and I have a few points that we're going to make um, on today's Mindful Monday. So welcome. This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, a husband, a father of three, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. And before we get into the quote, I want to establish some left-right lateral limits, right? This show is for the few, not the many. If you're here, we're talking God, family, country. We're talking masculinity and men being real men, old school men without apology. The roles we fill as husbands, fathers, and leaders, becoming dangerous, knowing who we are, what we believe, and being ready as well as getting on the path, developing confidence, gaining clarity, and displaying the courage to stand when others kneel, speak when others remain silent, and take action in the face of overwhelming odds. This podcast is a movement to an inspire thought, encourage discussion, but overall demands that you take action in your life, becoming the best version of yourself, the man you truly are, and the man your family and our country need you to be. Today is a Mindful Monday, and on Thursday, we'll dive a little deeper, and I am getting into interviews. I'm also guesting on other shows, so look forward to, to seeing that in the newsletter and kind of seeing where you can hear me on another show and the potential for me to bring on guests. If this is you, if you're on the path, if you're looking to get on the path, you're in the right place, and you're amongst your people. Lastly, I do send out a weekly newsletter. I usually send two to three. Uh, consider subscribing at philanderton.com. That's the website where you can find all things Dangerous Man. Um, you can subscribe. And for whatever reason, I switched over to a new platform. So um, those of you that are used to getting my email, if you haven't seen the last few, please check your spam. Of course, share the show, share the newsletter, uh, help this movement grow. With that, guys, let's get into today's Mindful Monday quote. Someday, when all your civilization and science are likewise swept away, your kind will pray for a man with a sword. That's from a gentleman, an author, Robert E. Howard. And uh, for context, that's probably about 100 years old, right? All right. As I said in the intro, um, I don't see us going back to swords. Uh, we have a lot of guns and ammo in the meantime. Um, but how I looked at this quote when I wanted to share it with you, I looked at it as kind of like a, when I initially had the idea and I was writing, I looked at it as going back in time. You know, I looked at a, a man with swords, uh, you know, at the time he wrote this in 19, 1930s, I looked at it as like a step back in time. And then obviously the threat, the, the current threat and, and what I brought up in the intro, right? The state sponsored surveillance, the ability to censor cancel, uh, the bill coming out of the EU, the European Union that, you know, European Union has about 450 million people that use social media. The thought is if that bill passes and, and maybe it will this week, 
um, that it will greatly impact and embolden the left in America to get on board and social media companies essentially would have no choice because they don't want to face lawsuits in the EU. And so they're just going to broaden their policies around misinformation and hate speech. And the consensus is those who fall outside the narrative, i.e. the right, the conservative movement, the Christian movement, anything that speaks out against the narrative, um, it's going to be that much harder to speak up on social media, which is the way most of us connect. So with that, Right. This quote kind of jumped out at me and I got four points I want to share at you. And it's all on the reliance on uh, the technology, right? The reliance on technology. So the first one I got that I want you to think about is our reliance on Google and YouTube, right? Our reliance on Google, DuckDuckGo, right? Whatever your search engine and YouTube is like the number one search engine for how to do something, right? So when the censoring happens, and again, guys, we're talking censoring or full on EMP. We're talking um, no service in general, which could absolutely happen. And even more mild, we're talking when more and more conservative, free speech type people, people who want to help you that you can no longer access, right? So when those people, when those platforms go down or when the whole thing goes down, this applies, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you can't how to change my tire, how to hunt, how to skin a deer, how to work on my car, how to, you know, survive a zombie apocalypse, right? When you can't, when Terminator and the Matrix and those kind of movies are no longer available, right? You can't find the answer. What are you going to do? So I have just a few points that we'll go through. This won't be too long, right? Consider downloading to a hard drive. Consider hard copies, consider hard drives, hard copies, consider black and white, consider books, consider uh, DVDs or Blu-rays, right? The value in the tangible, the value in what you can hold in your hand. Okay. What I would share with you is when I go to Goodwill or Half Price Books, I will look every time to add one or two books to my homestead zombie apocalypse library right this is you know i have books on basic electrical basic plumbing basic carpentry i have a pretty large construction book on how to build just about anything i have a book on how to raise chickens i have a book on gardening i have quite an extensive library where if the grid went down i my my family and i could go to the black and white and i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying i have it all figured out but we have quite a bit of information available that we could read that nobody could take away from us okay and so i would just ask that you consider the reliance you have on google and youtube do you have a backup for the answer do you have you know, do you have maybe a mechanics book or an electronics book or, or whatever it is that you're going to need the most help on? Um, do you have something, right? Do you have a set of DVDs on survival or tactics or weapons or, you know, that come to think of it, that might be something, right? I don't have any books on weapons maintenance or taking care of, you know, if I, if I end up needing to um, weapons and tactics, I have a lot of military experience. I have some civilian experience. Um, that might be something that I look to add. Um, okay, but definitely consider if the grid goes down, uh, if your ability to how to fall short, um, this would also be where your network comes in, of course. And I'll talk about that at the end. Um, I'll kind of wrap all that up at the end on why it's so important to be a part of a team, a part of a tribe. Okay. So the second thing I think about going back in time, right? Our reliance on Uber, Amazon Prime, Walmart, pick a service that 
you know, basically at your fingertips, you can order and then pick up or have it delivered, right? You don't have to work for it. You don't have to tend a field. You don't have to hunt for game. Uh, you don't have to raise animals. Everything is at your fingertips. Everything is an app or an order away, right? It's convenient, super convenient, but what does it also do? Well, uh, generally we think it's going to be there tomorrow. While convenient, it fails to have us look past today and build contingencies for tomorrow. We're so used to just like even dinners, like at times we will, I will buy dinner for tonight. I'll buy it today. I'll go to the store today, whatever meat's on sale, and then I'll adjust the the veggie and the side from there, right? I, even in this house, like I'm, I have a Kroger and an HEB within five minutes of my house, right? Think food, think water, think heat, and think the ability to defend yourself and all that you need to survive the days or weeks of unrest, okay? If you cannot Uber, if you cannot Amazon, if you cannot go to Kroger and HEB, what then, right? This is food storage. This is water storage. This is water filtration. This is, you know, the power goes out. Just think the reliance on every, on, on our food and sustenance being provided for us. I mean, again, do you have a garden? right? Do you have chickens? Most people listening don't have chickens in their backyard. Most people listening to me do not have chickens in the backyard. Most people listening to me use Uber, Amazon Prime and shop at a major store. Okay. What happens when you can't hit the road? What happens when you, hell, what happens when they start controlling your mileage through your electric vehicle and you're limited on where you're allowed to go or what you're allowed to do? Okay. I'm not trying to go full doomsday, right? It's a mindful Monday. I'm just, I'm just, trying to stick to the right reliance on Google and YouTube. I, I, I call it the reliance on the answer being provided for you. And then number two, we'll call it the reliance on food and sustenance being provided for you. Okay. The third point I'll have reliance on technology, right? Smartphones and watches um, soon, you know, why do you think it was first the phone, right? The cash app or Venmo or, and, and you could scan your phone. Okay. First, it was you could scan the card. You didn't even have to insert it. Then it was tap your phone. You tap the card. Then you tap your phone. Now you tap your watch. What's next? What's next for the people who don't want to wear a watch? Oh, they'll they'll willingly get a chip put in their hand. So now they just have to scan their chip. I've already seen RFID chips in people. Um, they're selling it for convenience. And oh, medical, we need to know, right? We need to know. We can't trust a Vax card. So we need uh, we need you to scan your hand. Put this chip in your hand. It'll have your medical record on it right? That's coming. That's coming. Our reliance on technology is coming. Um, and all that is, is a massive level of control, right? When you, when you trade cash, you know, gold and silver, and then you go to cash and currency, you don't got to tell people what you're doing. You don't have to report. Now th th there's ways with receipts and everything, um, that they could on a big scale. So what they do, Oh, what do you know? They came up with a point system. Oh, put your phone number in. You get these rewards. Da, 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 da. Even then, that's not good enough because that's still, you know, to feed the machine, to feed the technology machine, they've always come up with ways to consolidate, to know what the hell you're doing. And they, they, they sell it as marketing. They sell it as predictive programming. They sell it as, oh, we need to be able to tell you what you want. Well, guess what's going to happen, right? Eventually, we're going to get to a point where there's a social credit system and a digital currency, and you will buy nothing, nothing that is off limit. You, you will be able to buy nothing that is on the no buy, right? The no fly zone. How about the no buy zone, right? That is their way they'll get around the Second Amendment. That is the way they'll get around guns and ammo because you just won't be able to buy them. Um, and if you're found with them, 
you know, then it'll impact your social credit, your ability to travel. You'll become a felon, a criminal um, for trying to work around it. There will be a massive black market in the meantime. And at, and at some point, it may be our side, right? Quote unquote, our side that takes out technology because of their ability to control so much with it. So anyways, you need to think, and, and this kind of ties the other ones up because Uber, Amazon Prime, all that shit, Google, everything is tied to technology um, and kind of, when we talk about going back in time, you need to have contingencies in place. I don't know if cash is the right answer. I certainly have a little bit under the mattress. I certainly have some some other things under the mattress that I think will be barterable. Um, I also think this, you know, this goes back to previous podcasts where we talked about, do you have skills that are barterable? Do you have skills that you could trade work for work? Hey, I, I'm not good at gardening. I have a few cherry tomatoes. Every other plant I planted died. I even had some bushes... I planted, they died. I'm clearly not a gardener. Um, I do have the ability to hunt. I do have access to land that I could hunt. Maybe I could do that more and I could trade meat. Um, I'm certainly a, a, a very hard worker. Um, I could trade skills. I could mend fences, repair things. Um, I could fix a lot of things um, mechanically. Maybe that's something I would trade. Um, but again, our reliance on technology. What are you going to do when technology goes down, right? That's kind of those first three. They all kind of tie together. The last thing I'd share and the last point I'd make, and this kind of sums up every problem we have, our reliance on ourselves, okay? And what I see in the prepper space, what I see in the preparedness space, because um, you're not necessarily a prepper, that can be like a, like a survival zombie prepper, right? You're preparing past tomorrow for your family, right? You're preparing past, you know, the grid goes down for a few days, power goes down for a few days, uh, civil unrest happens for a few days, you need to bunker down for a few days, right? That's somebody who's preparing, okay? Full on, you don't have to have a bunker in your backyard that you can lock the door and throw away the key and, and survive for a year or two, um, right? That, that's not what we're talking about here. But what I mean is there's people who buy guns and ammo. There's people who store bags of rice, bag, you know, they got basement food. You know, they could probably last weeks, months, maybe a year shelter in place. This sounds good in theory, but if if enough of the good guys, if enough of the good families, strong families, if they just shelter in place while everyone else just cannibalizes themselves, like what kind of world is that, right? What kind of world is that? How long do you think you'll last by yourself? Unless you own land on a mountain in the backwoods and you're hours from a major city, think Purge, right? That movie Purge where people start beating the streets and they're going to look for you. They're going to look for you. They're going to come knocking on your door. They know you prep. They know you're a tinfoil hat guy. Like you don't think your neighbors when they're hungry are going to turn on you. You don't think they're going to turn on you. Now, if you are building a community and a lot of people in your community are like you, right? That's one way to maybe prevent the purge. But I would just argue here, this is the importance now while we have time, while we're still able, we got to get people on board, man. We got to get people on board. I know I've said fuck the sheep before, and I still generally, when it comes to self-defense and when it comes to some things, but I'm still talking on this podcast. I'm still asking you to share it with your friends. I'm still asking you to send people my way because we need more lions. We need more lions. If you followed last week, you know um, that episode was about the sheepdogs and the fact that, in my opinion, a sheepdog, what makes them different is they get paid to do what they do and they have qualified immunity. They get paid for that job. Let them do that job. You need to roll with lions. You need to find your tribe. You need to find your group that believes in what you believe in and will defend what you 
and, and, and will defend you and yours and those beliefs, right? The community I live in would be considered MAGA country, right? It would, you, you're not going to see a lot of Biden flags or rainbow flags here. You're just not. This is the kind of community I want to live in. Not to say they're not here, but there's not a lot, right? This is a majority of a church community, a family community. It's all single family homes and it's and it's people aligned with my values, right? I could not make it in the inner city of Chicago. I could not make it in New York City. Those are not my people. I could not survive in a place like that. I wouldn't want to. I feel sorry. I have, you know, I got somebody that I, I have a friend I'm connected with through LinkedIn and they're in fucking Portland and the stuff they tell me, I'm just like, I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how you do this. I don't know how people live like that, but um, different choices, different situations, different um, different things lead to those outcomes. And 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 I'd encourage you make the best while you can, um, but have a get the f- get the hell out of Dodge plan, right? Have a get to bump, find a bumfuck Egypt somewhere and have it as your backup uh, to get the hell out of there. But I don't see a red dawn scenario, right? I don't see America being infiltrated by the Russians or the Chinese. I do potentially see the UN being called at some point. If enough veterans and active duty say, no, we're not playing that game. If enough sheriffs say, no, we're not playing that game. I, I, I could see some UN type stuff coming in. I could see it getting pretty crazy here. But I don't want to make it about that. I don't want this to be a tinfoil hat episode. I want this to be a are you prepared episode. Are you prepared when all your civilization and science are likewise swept away? You know, are you prepared for days, weeks, months where you can't go on Google or YouTube? Are you prepared to have your favorite conservative Christian or or self-prepper tactical Dirty civilian, order a man, Andy Frisilla, Jocko, whoever it is, are you prepared to have them turned off? Are you prepared to have them null and void, no longer available to answer your questions or motivate you? Are you prepared for your grocery store to run out of toilet paper? Are you prepared to not be able to have Uber because nobody's driving on the roads? Nobody's delivering food? Are you prepared to have food rationed in your area? Are you prepared for crime to uptick? Are you prepared? Huh, are, are you prepared to operate in a non-permissive environment, i.e., right? Social credit, digital currency. Are you prepared for that? You could do something now. You could work like hell to get as many people to wake the fuck up to the reality that we're headed into. And maybe, maybe enough people saying no, maybe enough people with the stones to say no, we could prevent delay i don't think i don't think we could prevent i think we could delay um to build more contingencies and build more alternative sources and then alternative ideas different leaders to step up to realize the threat that we're under i certainly think that and then my last plug guys tie into last week fuck the sheep let the sheep dogs get paid for what they do roll with lions don't do this by yourself. Don't do this by yourself. Look, I got enough food. I got enough ammo. I got enough guns for me and my family. Um, but I'm building a tribe, folks. I'm building a tribe. I got 12 men um, that I am in a private group, a private mastermind slash board of advisors slash we talk every day. We motivate. We inspire. Um, I have a tribe of dangerous men that I am connected with every day. I also have a battle team, right? Five men within 15 minutes of my house. Um, shared values, similar values, family values with different skill sets that we can all rely on. 
Um, and then I'm working to do more. I'm working to do even more than that. You guys know I'm advertising the gunfighter course, second and third of December, uh, south of Dallas, about an hour south of Dallas. There's a nice big outdoor range that's going to let us, uh, my mentor's coming out and, uh, he is a badass, and I'll just leave it at that. I've been with him for about seven, eight months, um, on his program. And he's been helping me with this, with this, uh, with my path to becoming dangerous. Right. And, and, and so I can help you. Um, so he'll be coming here for a two day gun course. Um, if that is something, if you're listening and you're in Dallas, Fort Worth area, I'd encourage you reach out to me on LinkedIn or the email for anything, guys, reach out to me, LinkedIn, my most active social media, my only social media, go to the website, HTTPS, Phil Anderton, those backslashes, colon, whatever, uh, philanderton.com is where you can find Becoming a Dangerous Man. You could subscribe to the email, subscribe to get the newsletter, uh, check your spam. I'm trying to figure that out, why it's going to people's spam now um, when I when I convert it over. Um, let me know your thoughts on today's show. Um, our, you know, the quote that we started with, uh, someday when all your civilization and science are likewise swept away, I would argue we are in that day, right? Moral, the moral uh, the, the ethical, the Judeo-Christian values, the fact that science is bought and paid for by big pharma. Um, you know, while I will not call for a group of men to offensively fight, I will call for every man to prepare to fight. Okay. There is a difference. I am not an activist. I am not a revolutionist. Um, I am not somebody who calls for an offensive minded attack. Um, I'm going to encourage and continue to encourage every man, every man to build his ability to defend what is his while growing a network of men, building a, a like-minded men, connecting with like-minded men, having the conversations around what if, what if this, what if that, what would we do? right? It is more responding, but you're not reacting, right? The difference between responding and reacting is if you're, if you're reacting, you're, you're putting out a fire that you didn't expect, right? You're putting out a fire uh, with the garden hose because you didn't have a fire extinguisher, right? You're, you're reacting to a traffic accident. You're reacting to an emergency that you didn't see coming. When you're responding, you had a plan. When you're responding to something you were trained for, prepared for, and when it happened, you had enough time and enough sense and you had a plan to respond, okay? Becoming dangerous, getting on the path to becoming dangerous, finding your tribe, of like-minded individuals, like-minded men, like-minded families, community values. It's about being prepared to defend and prepared to respond and not have to react. All right, guys, I will leave you with that for today's show. Get off your reliance, right? Build some contingencies. Prepare to not be able to ask Google or YouTube how to do something. Have some hard copies, have some paper, have something in print. Hell, have a DVD and a DVD player, right? What are you going to do if you can't order or hit the grocery store for a couple days? Are you prepared for that, right? Your reliance on Amazon Prime and Uber, right? Your reliance on technology in general. And then don't fall victim to the go at it alone, go hard, go at it alone. They say if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Gentlemen, we are going to need men on this path with us. Find your battle team, find your, find your tribe. Let me know how I can help. Have a good week.